Welcome to the Art of the Dive. Game week almost done here. 15 really, really fun. Jake and I and the rest of the FPL community had a great time. Jake's on vacation right now up in some mountain, but this time, for the first time, he actually cares about our podcast and the listeners. Jake, how are ya? Uh, I'm, I'm not great, but okay. I mean, are you having a good time on your vacation? Well, my vacation just started, so that's like to be determined, um... I'm more in a bad mood because of uh, FPL this week, so... But that should hopefully, you know, maybe stop after today. I'll just have to kind of suck it up and be like, oh, I'm on vacation, it's fine, so... Yeah, I mean, I guess I should probably brighten up a little bit. The the It was a tough week. It was just not fun. Um, I mean, crazy amounts of rotation, crazy amounts of sadness, um, but I guess that's just how it goes, huh? Yeah, how it goes, it's what we expect. Um, yeah, it's just that's just what it is to be in Festivus. Yeah, Festivus period. I mean, I guess the thing is we knew, right? We knew this was going to happen. We knew there was going to be crazy rotation, except once it like actually happens, there's just nothing that can really prepare you for it. True. Um, I was also thinking that maybe we can like for next week's pod just in the Festivus season have like an airing of grievances. Um, oh, like, that's a great idea. In. Yeah, people can write in and share their like one their one grievance. So, <clears throat> kind of like a, a kind of like a rant. Yeah, exactly, like a, a a rant for the Festivus period. Right, but true to Festivus, it's actually an airing of grievances. Exactly. So, okay, yeah, send them in, people. Email or Twitter. Uh, you can go to divefpl.com to send us an email, or you can. Uh, Tweet us, DM us, or or add us on Twitter and uh, get us some airing of grievances. Great idea, Jake. That's like the second good thing in the 37 episodes we've made that you've actually said. Oh, man, we're at 37? We're almost at a full season. Yeah, I think we're at 37, 37 episodes or something like that. We started about halfway through last year, and we're a bit more sporadic. And this year, we haven't missed a game week yet. Nice. Very nice. Good. Good job. All right. Uh, our biceps 11 that we started last week, uh, a few more write-ins. We've added now Success and Wanyama to that group. Uh, Stephen Toomey sent somebody in. I think maybe it was 2.0. Uh, I don't know who else sent people in. But um, if you have some good ideas for more biceps 11, we've got to fill that team out. We've got, uh, we've got some attacking players. We could use probably some more defensive players and for sure a goalkeeper. I don't know who our goalkeeper is going to be yet. So keep that in mind. Speaking of 2.0, uh, 2.0 wrote in, I've held off Obama Yang for Aguero for a few days now and seen Abba go up by 0.3. The received wisdom seems to be that it's always better to hold, but how much does it need to rise before it's a bad thing? So before we started the pod, Jake and I were watching the Liverpool game and Jake was complaining to me that it's my fault that he's bad at FPL. Jake, you want to explain why that that's the case? Uh... Yeah, sure. I'm not sure how it relates to this question, but I really wanted to, that first day, bring in Kane and Maddo uh, for Hazard and Arnie for a minus four. 
as we discuss, you know, taking hits is never a great thing, and you never know during this time period who's going to rotate and who's not going to. So, yeah, this would have worked out this week, but who knows moving forward. Um, so, yeah, that's why I'm mad at you. So, Jake, you can't figure out how it relates to the question? Well, I guess it kind of relates. So. The received wisdom seems to be that it's always better to hold but how much does it need to rise before it's a bad thing? It's just the idea of moving right away on something or not moving right away on something, which is precisely what you were whining about. Well, yeah, I guess. Because, like, if you can't afford it, then it's a bad thing. So, like, I couldn't afford it after that first day. So, yeah, that that's when it's definitely a bad thing. That's an easy answer, I guess. So You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> well, I don't know. How would you answer that question? No, it's just no. I'm just mad that you're blaming me for your FPL performances. Listen, this is not. We shouldn't be blaming each other during the Festivus period. I just said that. I this is the first time I've like held on to have two transfers. It's actually probably a good thing because like Duffy got a red card. Arnie now is like still on one leg, but now we know for sure he only has one leg. So I have to get rid of those two players. And maybe I actually have to hold Hazard now, even though I don't want to. Or I or I take a minus four and move three players. So we'll see. Okay. I, I'm just going to be clear. Everyone, not everyone, but a handful of people have already reached out to me and said I've been too nice to you lately on the pod. And I can see now that the leash has gotten too loose with you. We need to rein you back in. My first airing, airing of grievances right now is that I wish I didn't have you as a shitty podcast host. Why am I a shitty podcast host? Uh, two reasons. Number one, you're an idiot. Number two, you blame me for things that aren't my fault. All right, fair. Yeah. Number three, you just take things and you don't even try to fight back. Makes you weak. No, I'm just gonna, you know, keep there it is again. With my team and I'm gonna do what I want to do. So, okay. Quick side note. Uh, I I don't know how to say her name. The Norwegian woman that won the Ballon d'Or. Uh, Ada. Hagerberg, uh, when she was asked if she can twerk, did you see this clip? I did see the clip, yeah. Pretty terrible, huh? Yeah, that's pretty bad. Oh, I don't really know what else to say for that. Yeah, I'm going to start asking you just randomly if you can twerk. Like, have nothing to do with your, with your uh, ability on anything. I'm just going to ask if you can twerk. Yeah, I mean, not very well, but I could try, so... That's gross. All right, honest opinions on midweek FPL. So we don't have a ton of midweek game weeks. Um, I mean, what are your what are your honest thoughts? Do you like the midweek or not really? No, actually, I literally was thinking how I wish we could just get rid of international breaks and not have these midweek game weeks because it's just yeah. a hassle uh, with like work being really long for me during the middle of the week. Like I literally had like five minutes to think about that move with Kane and Madison. And I just was like, ah, I don't know. I don't know enough information. I don't have time to research it. It's better just to hold. And it's just like, it, it really is a time crunch. And you usually, when you're pressured, you usually make the wrong decisions. So, um, I'm just not a fan. So. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. The big issue for us in America is that we can't watch any of the games. Yeah. Wait, can people watch the... Oh, that's true because they're later. So people can't yeah, watch Yeah, the issue is it's all it's during our work days. So it's really hard to like 
you know, have the games on or even see updates of the games when it's going on. I don't know. We've talked a little bit in the past on the pod about how we kind of like FPL and watching EPL games is like just kind of some alone time to like enjoy, a, you know, a sport that we like and um, and chat with our friends. But when it's midweek, it's really hard for those things uh, to take place. I know some people say they like the midweek because it like breaks the work week up. But for me, I, I'm pretty anti midweek games. FPL Sexy says um, I'm starting a new league fantasy netball league. Fuck this shit. <laughs> that's good that's good i'm gonna join that yeah i'm in okay um so all the games i think are done now right uh i think arsenal and man united are is in extra time but should be done very shortly okay well i guess we can kind of just evaluate like how our teams did um you know what are you looking at from a points perspective right now how'd you how'd you turn out uh not great it was looking better um but i will end up on 41 uh okay i really wish doherty was first off my bench it would be a 46 which isn't or sorry i'm gonna be a 42 with obi-wan coming off my bench as a one pointer uh doherty would have gotten me to 46 which would have been a little bit better but Laporte coming on to get me one point, Arnie playing 30 minutes and then getting a yellow and then not playing the rest of the game hurt. Duffy with a red card 20 so whatever fuck minutes into the game. Like I, I didn't even watch that. I just heard it was a headbutt. I don't even care. It's just like stupid. Why would you do that? And the frustrating thing is, is like they still banged two more goals and won that game. Um, yeah. I wanted Brighton to get like destroyed by Crystal Palace after doing that. Um, Trent comes on for me. They don't keep a clean. It it my midfield was all right, and Wilson was probably my main bright spot. So, but just not a great week. Um, but what about you? Uh, I'm gonna look. I'll be about the same. I think like 46 points after subs and stuff. Um, my bright spot hilariously is Kamara. Who, yeah. uh, I mean, I had Wilson too, but Kamara, Mil- Mitrovic uh, assisted a goal to Kamara, and he is second on my bench and will be coming in. And it looks like right now, I'm going to check, uh, it looks like he's going to pick up two bonus points as well, which is absolutely hilarious. Did you, do you still have Mitrovic too? Yeah. yeah. Dude, that assist is like, I was like, how many touches? So you can take 14 touches and it still counts as an assist in FPL? Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, Mitro hit him with like a, a back heel flick at like half field. Camera picked it up, touched it maybe six to eight times, then cut the ball back for a ninth touch, then struck it for a tenth assist in Mitro. Yeah, just ridiculous. So It was whatever. like 12 seconds later after he had passed him the ball. Yeah, good good for you though. I mean, that's that's a double Fulham return in a game where I had a feeling they were going to get shut out. So, no clean sheets this week though, right? Like was there a single clean sheet? Uh, I don't think so. I don't nope. I don't think so. Yeah, there nope. wasn't one. That's pretty Not insane actually. One. Yeah, I was actually thinking about that today. I was like, I think that during this time period there are so fewer clean sheets i don't have stats to back it up but i feel like in the beginning of the year when i put my article together on uh promoted sides and their their decreased chances of getting cleans except for when they play other promoted sides i came across that during this time period clean sheets are just at a minimum so 
Yeah, I mean, what, what would you say the reason for that is probably? I mean, if I'm well, just I guessing, rotation. I would say I just yeah, rotation. Are, yeah, so yeah, you don't have solid teams like with players that are that are in game week and game out, and then also tired legs probably, right? Yeah, I was gonna say that's my second most likely reason would be my guess. So okay, all right. Well, let's just kind of get into the game week a little bit. I mean, it was a oh god, it was a car crash of a game week. I mean. I don't know. I it's interesting because it. I'm looking on Twitter, and it seems like this game week there's going to be like a lot of. I don't know. Everybody seems to have gotten fucked sideways. Is what it feels like to me. Um, you know, some people had a few things go really well for them on day one, and then day two fell apart, or vice versa. Some people had uh, their captains perform decent, but the rest of their team was absolute shit. You know, I don't really know. I think the average is going to end up being like around 46. Um, it looks like the estimated top 1K average is 56, but I don't know if that's like before or after like captain, vice captain switches, uh, subs, things like that. So I don't know, just kind of like a crazy week, and it all really came down to the rotation. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's what it comes down to, and it's hard to like – you know, I was actually looking on Twitter, and I forget who this was. Someone that I think has written into our pod, but I'm not 100% sure. Maybe not. Maybe I'm just making it up. But anyways, they were talking about getting rid of Sala to bring in Sané. Or like, or no, no, sorry. Getting rid of Sterling to bring in Sané, and then getting rid of Sala next week to bring in Sterling. And it's like, you think about that, you're like, that's crazy any week except for this week. And it probably actually wouldn't have been a bad move. Um, <laughs> right, yeah. That's how crazy it is, though. You just don't know who's going to play. Um, you don't know how many minutes. You, you don't know if that team's going to put good players around that that player or, like, what's going to happen. So it's just, you know, I got... Right, let me... Uh, go ahead, go ahead. Well, let me just throw this out there for you then. Like, so there's so much randomness, right? Like it's very hard to make any prediction about who's going to play. Like, for example, I was convinced Salah would start today and then be rested on the weekend. Now it looks like he'll probably play on the weekend because he only played 20 minutes in this match. Um, and that's just one example, right, of like places where we really thought that we knew what was going to happen and then it went completely the other way. So here's my question. If it's completely and utterly random, is this the time of the year that we should be taking – some risks with the players uh, that we have, like like maybe going uh, for some differentials or maybe being a little bit more erratic, like that example you just said uh, with our transfers to try to just stay on top of, of points. Uh, you know, I've talked a lot about being conservative, uh, but is this maybe the one point in the year where it's actually safe to be kind of aggressive in your transfer strategy, maybe taking hits, maybe being... Um, maybe being a little bit more maverick in some of your picks because there's so much rotation and so much uh, random change in the teams that it actually mitigates the risk. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, I think next year I am going to try to mark this game week in my mind and remember to do that. Uh, I, I guess there's no way to prove for sure that would work, but my strategy would be to have a guy like Kane, who you know is going to play 90 every game week. Um, he's just like immune to getting rested. You know, don't worry about having like defenders necessarily that 
play on teams that keep a ton of clean sheets, but maybe have just more attack-minded defenders. Um, and then midfielders go with guys that have been having solid game weeks, game in, game out, but maybe aren't super high-priced guys that play on teams that are you're worried about rotation and are in Champions League like Sterling, uh, Sala, etc., and go more with guys like Maddo, Richarlison, Martial. I mean, still, some, like, Martial only played 60 minutes. I don't know why he got subbed off sooner. I didn't get to watch, like, all the game, but he looked good to me. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, so, yeah, I don't know what Mo was thinking, but that's kind of something I would consider. The interesting thing would be if you don't have to waste your wild card, maybe, like, bef- right before this time, you know, switching some of your players around a little bit and then, you know, slowly transferring them back out once Festivus is over. Yeah, that's what a lot of managers tried to do. Um, hard to get this far into the season without using it. But um, Stephen Toomey did write in just kind of on this topic. He said, I don't want to talk shit because I know how quickly good can turn to bad in the blink of an eye. However, the minus eight hit, which he took this week, has worked out great so far. Out Arnie, Aguero, and Sala in Sane, Kane, and Obama man. And this was after day one. He had 18 points from those three and 48 points so far in the game week. Um, green to 70k uh, and that was before Kane had a goal and an assist for him as his captain as well so uh, yeah you know maybe maybe being a little bit more aggressive at this time of the year uh, can pay off if you're staying on top of players that are going to be getting 90 minutes yeah and that's a good good move by him and all those players you want to keep moving forward but it it could go either way I think the the thing that bothers me is that we knew Arnie was not playing at a hundred percent and I should have just pulled the trigger on him sooner. Um, but like even Toomey's move, like uh, Obama man didn't score today, had a great chance. So like, he's great to keep, but that move maybe doesn't completely work out for him either. And like Arnie gets a goal or two, but overall, yeah, I agree with those three moves. So I like it. I guess it's, yeah, I guess like it's more like he's looking at like, okay, Arnie's been playing kind of rough. We've been talking about that because of his injury. Uh, Aguero was mostly confirmed that he wouldn't be playing, right? And then we have Salah, who's, although he's been decent, he's, he's you know, the team in general has kind of been down. And then he looks to three players that he knew would get 90. Yeah, yeah, all good moves. I, I do agree. I mean, I was thinking Sané and Kane would be the two guys I really wanted in my team. I couldn't afford both. So it's, it works out very nicely that he had those players. Um, and that's the thing too. We argued about, I think if Salah starts this game against Burnley and they feel the more traditional Liverpool side, Salah scores a goal, gets an assist, right. maybe even gets two goals and an assist. It just didn't happen. And, you know, he would look kind of silly if solid did do that so it's it's hard to say a hundred percent but that's that's why it's a risk so yeah uh and most managers did kind of go in that direction of kane as well i just wrote here uh 23 of the top 50 managers went for kane as their captain um 15 of them had sala six of them sterling uh two captain wilson and obama man uh, Arnie, Felipe Anderson, and David Silva all received one captain. So a lot of managers were thinking uh, the that same kind of thought as Steven, get Kane in, captain him. Um, you know, I I talked last week on the pod about how I don't think it's necessarily great value to have someone that expensive, and I'm even now looking at trying to get Salah out of my team to, to move those funds around. But there's definitely something to be said for minutes. 
um, just players that you know are going to field every single game week. Uh, and so, yeah, maybe I dropped the ball on that one. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Yeah. you want to get into right. some more questions or, uh, I mean, what do you want to do here? Well, uh, I guess that's mostly it for the game week. I did want to just mention, uh, I put this picture up on our little sheet here that we're looking at. Um, someone did a picture analysis to try to figure out if Aguero was playing uh, by ca- looking at the picture's angle of a photo and height of surrounding players. There's like a picture of Aguero running away from the camera, um, but nobody knows if it's actually Aguero. So they did like all this math to try to figure out if it was actually him in the background. It's pretty hilarious, um, but also science. Yeah. That's great. Maybe we should have people do this for us on a week in, week out basis. Yeah, I think it'd be like fun to do one with like with your dick as like the measuring stick, you know? <laughs> no, I, d- I don't know, but sure, yeah. <laughs> you know, they so. just throw your do- a picture of your dong down right on there, and they're like, "Okay, Aguero is nine hundred and thirty six Jake's dongs." So we got to do the math on that pixels to dong ratio. Yeah, definitely. But what was the, I guess, what's the thinking that because he's running away that he is not playing? I don't understand. Well, they were, they were just trying to figure out if it was him or not. They couldn't, that guy, can you see the picture? The guy in the background. Yeah, I see they, the picture, but they, why do they, they can't, why do they care if it's him or not? Because if he, they were trying to figure out if he was training, that was from Monday. So they're trying to figure out if he was training with the first team and he was going to be playing at Watford. Yeah, I guess. So, okay. That makes sense. All right. I, f- I follow you now. God. Oh, Jake. Well, wouldn't he train if he wouldn't he train if he doesn't play as well? I guess that's my thinking. Uh, yeah. So it turned out that's yeah, fair. All right, I won't be mean to you, even though I should. Uh, it turned out that he did train and he pulled an abductor muscle during training, uh, and that's what held him out of the match. So maybe that's what he's running away from. He's like, oh God, I pulled my abductor. I need to go. So. He's probably running away from your mini dick that we threw into the picture. Yeah. Wait, no. you threw my... Oh, my gosh. First <laughs> of all, my dick's not mini. Second of all... <laughs> That's not 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 necessarily confirmed. Fake it news. Was, Fake it news. would completely obstruct the picture, so how could you even tell if it was cool? <laughs> so. Okay. <laughs> okay, at least we got a little Jake's dick talking on the pod today. That's good. Uh, let's take a short break. Uh, when we come back, we just have a, f- a handful of questions that I thought we'd hit for the upcoming game week. Um, you know, it's it's tough when the game weeks are this tight and we have so little time in between. Um, some teams are only training like one or two days in between. Uh, there's not necessarily like a ton of media coverage. Um, you know, and, and really it's more about just having a plain bench, uh, and trying to make a transfer to every week, uh, to stay on top of playing minutes. So we don't have as much to talk about, but we do have just a handful of questions, uh, and then we'll wrap the pot up. Deal, Jake? Deal. Okay. Stay tuned. Okay, we're back. We've got some questions to answer here about game week 16, which is going to be on us. Uh, Mario wrote in, Arnie replacement. I did a mini thread last night summarizing thoughts. Be good to know if you reckon I missed anything obvious. He talked mainly in his thread about uh, Mitro, Wilson, Zaha, Jimenez. I think a lot of names came up. Um, 
you know, I think that like going forward, a lot of people are looking just to switch over to Wilson um, because he's been so incredible uh, to start the season. Um, but a really good option might be Metro in the short term. They play United, West Ham, Newcastle, Wolves, and Huddersfield uh, in their next five matches. And statistically, he's been pretty decent. I know that he had a bit of a lull, but he's been pretty decent. Seven goals and two assists on the season, 3.5 shots per 90. Um, he has an XG of uh, six goals, so he's, he's outperforming that by a goal, but but still getting into dangerous areas. And, you know, I, I mean, I haven't had an opportunity to watch full matches. I've only seen half of each of the two matches. Um, but Claudio Ranieri uh, seems to be organizing the team a little bit. Yeah, definitely. I think here's... Here's my take on it, though. The question that I've been trying to answer with my team, and it's worked out until this week with all the rotation, is like, who's going to be my captain? Um, and then how am I going to build my team around that? Uh, or do I at least have two captain choices, barring like an unforeseen injury? So like this week, my plan was Sala, you know, or Hazard against Wolves, I guess, because I was pretty sure Sterling would be rested. So... The question is, if you stay in that lower forward bracket, I think Wilson's the best choice, but I I do like Jimenez and Mitro. But then the question is, you, you're going to be captaining a midfielder, and who do you have on your team that you're going to be captaining? Because do you just go straight Man City every time? Just straight Sterling? I, I don't know. I don't know yeah. what your thoughts on that are. I've had this kind of thought of like going Sterling and having, if you could have like Sterling and Sané in your midfield and yeah. just like captain, vice captain, the two of them every week. Cause you know, one of them always plays basically. And often both of them do, I don't know, but um, I do get what you're saying there. Like if, if you're not going to captain one of them or for some reason, like, you know, the, the, the rotation becomes an issue again. So who becomes your vice captain? And that's often when people like to put that vice captain on a striker just because they're in and around the goal and lots of opportunities to score, uh, you know, and, and do you trust like these lower priced forwards to be a vice captain for you? Yeah, and maybe we should, because I mean, Wilson would have been the best captain choice for me this week, hands down. So I'm, you know, maybe we do. That's the question for me, though, too, because I need to get rid of Arnie. And the question is, do I go up um, to a guy like Kane or an Arsenal forward like Obama Yang, or do I stay in this low priced bracket? But I'm, I'm really struggling with that, and I need to take a good, good look because. My midfield's already, you know, you look at it and it's like Salah, Sterling, Hazard. I can't put more money in the midfield, so I guess I need to put it in the defense, which is fine. And I don't disagree, but otherwise I have to decide, do I just bring in Kane and captain him because he has a great, great run or Obama, Obama man. But I just am a little bit more worried about Arsenal because Emery just seems to rotate his lineup all the time. Like Lacazette doesn't screw doesn't start today but he scores and Obama man doesn't get a return it's just very tricky with Arsenal what about Jimenez yeah I like him I mean his underlying stats are very good uh he has a 3.3 shots per 90 which isn't bad for his price his key passes are also I think pretty high for a forward at 1.43 and they just keep seem to keep scoring he seems to keep trickling along I I wouldn't feel comfortable captaining him I think Wilson would be no way more the yeah. guy to captain, but yeah. So yeah, I, I, I mean, think, I'm you know I'm you... tempted to honestly just move Arnie down to Jimenez 
get more money in the bank and then just bolster my defense a little bit. But I'm also really tempted to to bring in Kane too. I think I'll I think I'll have the money to do that and still even make my defense better. Because I guess the question is, who do you think premium defense wise moving forward is really important to have? Maybe Alonzo still. Yeah, yeah, I think Alonzo. But it does come back to what we were talking about kind of at the top of the pod. You know, are there going to be as many clean sheets at this point in the year? Yeah, I don't. I don't I mean, think really. So. Let you know. If not, yeah. then why are we spending so much money in the back? I, I'm a huge advocate for money in the back. I mean, that's like my team is, you know, my back line is is really expensive. But, um, you know, the more I think about, it, the more I start thinking like, oh shoot, like, do I have too much money invested back there for this time of the season? I don't know. It doesn't at the moment. I don't think that there's going to be major restructuring of my team, uh, but. If you were in a situation like you're in, maybe that's something that you need to be thinking about. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, besides Duffy's really stupid red card, like last week I got returns from him and Doherty. Doherty returned this week. Uh, Juan Basaka kept a clean last week. Uh, Arnold got a return. So, like, right now my defense has been fine. So that's my, like, if I keep just staying in this low price forward bracket i don't know what i'm gonna do with the extra money is my question so because it doesn't mm-hmm. even seem like the higher priced midfielders are worth it right now like i would much rather have sane on my team than hazard or sala so and that's more money in the bank for me so i just that's right. tricky so so it's almost as if like with the amount of funds that you have in the bank you have to go premium up top Th- that's that's what it feels like exactly 100 percent. yeah you don't want to leave money in the bank that's not a good idea yeah so Okay, uh, Bobby Love, chat shit get banged. Uh, with Arnie's injuries, I'm looking at moving Salah and Arnie out for a Tottenham mid and Obumerang. It's Obama, man. Come on, Bobby. Uh, which mid is the best to consider? Er- Erickson, Alley, or Son? It'll be for a minus four and leave me at least two mil in the bank. Of the three there, Erickson, Alley, Son. Uh, which one would you go with, Jake? Just no stats, just looking at it like, who would you pick if you had to pick one right now? Oh, based on the eye test and what's going on with that Spurs team, I think I'd go Sun. Uh, he's cheaper, and he tends to be performing at a better rate. And there's like a lot of rotation with Allie right now, which is a little strange. So, Yeah, I have to probably agree with you on that. Um, and I do think that for the most part, the statistics back that up. Um, you know, Sun hasn't played nearly as many minutes. Um, we do have the concern with, with Sun about going back to play for South Korea. Um, so something to keep an eye on. And I don't know exactly how that's working out. So if you're looking at getting Sun in, do a little research on that. But he is averaging three shots per 90. Um, he tends to play really high up the pitch. Ali averaging two shots per 90. But one thing that is happening with Ali, and I was talking with our little group of, of friends about this, um, he has started playing a little bit deeper. Um, during the World Cup, he picked up a role where he played just a little bit deeper and uh, played very well in that role. And he was just interviewed last week, and they asked him, you know, how do you, you know, do you mind playing a deeper role for England or for Spurs? And he just said, I don't mind where I play. I don't mind having more defensive duties as long as the team wins. So it sounds like uh, managers are are interested in possibly de- deploying him a little bit deeper. And Sun, on the other hand, is going to almost always play as like a striker or second striker off of Harry Kane. 
Yeah, I, I completely agree with all of that. Um, I think my thoughts are if I'm going to go into the Spurs team, I still just want Kane, but Son would be my second choice. So Yeah, and no interest really in, in Christian Eriksen or... No, because with Trippier back, I just don't think he's going to... Like, again, he's kind of this high-priced forward that... Or high-priced mid like Hazard right now. He's just trickling in assists here and there. I think Hazard has more potential to return to form and score a lot more goals for that Chelsea team. Erickson just... He's not scoring goals. I, I, I mean, they may come, but it's just too much of a risk for his price. Yeah. All right, I'm with you. Uh, Mario asked a good question. How uh, would you feel about a vindictive chip being added to the game? Uh, for example, once or twice per season, you can play a chip to damage opponents. Ideas. You get a selected opponent's points, and they get none. All your mini league opponents get their points halved, or Jake gets zero points. Brad Francis <laughs> is another guy who wrote in, Jake could get a minus 80. Oh, wait. <laughs> uh <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like it. kind of a it sounds like a ridiculous chip i mean it's like a fun idea maybe within mini leagues but like honestly if if that chip existed wouldn't you just like team up with all your friends to troll people like pick one person that you're all just going to use it on yeah that's exactly my thoughts on it so i would definitely can you imagine how many people league. can you ima- can you imagine how many people like if this was actually a chip on the pod we have like you know we, we normally have like three to five hundred listeners a, a week that we could get them all to do it to you all at once. Yeah, it would probably end the season with a minus, a minus point. Yeah, I mean, negative points. Okay, ridiculous idea, but fun, Mario. Fun. Uh, Patty, did Aguero to arm your boomerang last week? Everybody just spells it their own way. Assuming Mane doesn't haul tonight, I will be looking at moving him out. I own Sterling already. Who is ideal to get in? I have 1.2 in the bank. Spurs players, second city mid. Uh, I'll just answer this fast. I think that probably a second city mid is the way to go. Uh, I'd probably just go to Sané uh, and keep it really easy. Wouldn't you, Jake? Yeah, I agree. I think we should talk about this, though. We keep just saying Sané. Uh, what are your thoughts on on Dilva? I, I, it's, I think Sané is playing a much more like attacking role and getting within the box a lot more than he has in the past. Um, although we do know he has a history of staying really far out wide and then like cutting in and just, you know, earlier in the season, I feel like he was just getting assists here and there. Do you think that's going to change at all? Or do you think, you know, it's pretty safe to, to think Sané or yeah, Sané is much more than Dilva. So. Hmm. Uh, I guess it's a good question. I, I look a little bit more towards like last year's performances to, to maybe, figure out where I stand on that issue. Um, if we look at Sané last year, he finished with 10 goals and 15 assists. Uh, on the year already, he's on 6-7. and seven. Um, David Silva last year had a, a good season as well. He finished on 9 goals and 11 assists, and right now he's on 5 goals and 2 assists. I think that um, going forward here, especially with um, KDB being back soon, Gundogan being back now, Bernardo Silva's hamstring injury healing, um, I really do think that David Silva is going to be managed a lot more. Um, Pep did say at, at the beginning of the season that Silva would be managed, and then with all of these injuries, um, it hasn't necessarily been the case. I could totally see them kind of like winding his minutes back and making sure that he's available for the big game still. Yeah, no, I agree. 
So to answer your question, I think that I would go with Sané. He's really rising fast. He's currently um, almost a million more now than Silva. Um, I think like in the next game week or two two game weeks, he's probably going to cost almost 10 mil. Um, So some people got in on the ground floor with him. Good for you. I was not able to do that, unfortunately. I still don't have him on my team, which is really tough. The plus side is um, you can still get him in this game week or the next, uh, and he's probably going to be with you for another couple months um, because Mendy is not expected to be back for probably another like nine weeks. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, For those teams that have Hazard and Salah and you're looking to do this, would you get rid of Hazard first or Salah first? Oh, well, that's the real question. That's where I'm at right now with my team. I think one of those two players have to go. Um, I've gone back and forth with it. Like at first I was thinking for sure Hazard, I'm just going to get rid of him and bring, uh, bring Sané in, um, keep, keep Salah. But what I think I'm going to do now, and I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think I'm going to hold this week. Uh, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but I'll just share my plans. I think I'm going to hold this week, uh, and see how Liverpool perform in that midweek champions league game, right? That's not this weekend, but midweek. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah, so I want to see how they perform there. Now, if they get knocked from Champions League, um, they they have to win against Napoli at home, I believe, by two goals uh, to advance. If they get bumped out, um, I think that Salah then becomes a really great pick because now they have one less tournament that they're playing in. I don't know how high they will prioritize Europa, Uh, maybe really high, but you have to believe that they're going to put the league as the number one priority at that point. Uh, So... I'm going to wait till then and then kind of make that decision. Um, If they are going to continue to play Champions League, I'm going to probably drop Salah. Yeah. I think with Salah's fixtures, I'm... I don't know. They're not terrible. I guess it will depend how much money it frees up for me. That's what I'm going to have to look at. So It frees up a ton no matter how you do it. That's the reason that Salah's on the chopping block for me, though. Yeah, I don't think... It doesn't matter, yeah. I don't think it matters. Well, if I go Hazard to Sané, it won't give me enough to go up to a premium forward. I would have to make a double move somewhere else, and I, I don't really uh. want to get rid of any of my other mids, so that's the tricky thing for me. So, hmm. I don't know what to tell you, Jake. If I tell you anything, you're going to say that it's my fault that you're bad at FPL. No, I'm I'm just saying I'm just saying in general for for players that might be kind of the the issue. If you do that, then Arnie's probably gonna have to, you're gonna have to either go Mitro or Jimenez or Wilson, depending on who your other forwards are. Yeah, I think that sounds about right to me. Uh, okay, well, I guess speaking on that subject, FPL Narwhal says got eleven point five for two strikers. Who do I go with? I I think that the combo, you know, that well, the eleven point five is not very much. First off. Um, but I think you're just looking at those same guys, right? Like Jimenez, Mitro, Wilson is getting pretty high for you there. Um, Camera now got the start today, got a goal. I mean, mostly because Schuler wasn't playing, but he's he's played the last two two matches before that as well. Um, we aren't really talking about Ings much. Uh, it'll be interesting to see once he recovers from his hamstring injury. I mean, he's hurt his he's been hurt his whole career, uh, but once he's healthy, maybe. Yeah. I guess the tricky thing is the cost. What? Um, because Jimenez is six. Mitro yeah. now is six point six, so you're off by point one to have those two. But that would be my answer to stay right. at eleven point five. But I guess I can't say that now. So then, 
do you just go Wilson in a low-priced forward? It kind of depends on what the rest of your team looks like. The other interesting lower-priced forwards that seem to be clicking right now, and I don't know if that's going to stay that way, but Rondon uh, got a goal today. <laughs> like, If you're truly trying to get two consistently starting forwards that will get you the most chances for goals, then like Rondon and Jimenez, or even maybe Chicharito right now and Jimenez, um, that's mm-hmm. my thought, I guess. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. That's just not very much for, like, two strikers. Well, it's, yeah, it's not very much, and it's a hard... And actually, I'm way off, because that's... I'm... what? Uh, yeah, it's got to be You're, a low-priced yeah. guy. I'm at 12, right. even. So, yeah, I'm not sure. Right. It's. I guess the question is, like, who's your budget forward that you bring in that's, like, under six? I don't know. Do you have any? I guess Kamara's the, the best option there, maybe? Yeah, I, I think yeah. I, the only two really are Ings and Kamara. So Six, success has been 4. on 3. my team, and he has oh, getting yeah. a fair amount of minutes. So like he's played in his last six games, eighty two minutes, eighty four, ninety, thirty three, ninety, seventy four. The only problem is he's just scored one goal. So I don't know. Right. Um, I'm looking to get rid of him eventually, but he's like least priority on my team. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Narwhal, that's the suggestion. Uh, what can we learn from game week 14 and 15 to prepare for the madness of 18 to 21? All right, this is from Mark, is his name, but he actually is FPL Virgin, who is, um, I didn't know this, he told me, who is um, pretty well known on the Fantasy Football Scout uh, site. Does some writing over there and is quite active over there. Um, but what I said to Mark was, Mark, the good news is that we can say that we liked you before we knew you were famous. Yeah, that's true. I didn't know that. I like that site a lot. Good work by him. Yeah. Uh, you probably, you know, you probably like him. You guys have something in common, the two of you? Yeah, we both play FPL. I was thinking another thing. Oh, okay. I'm not sure what you're thinking, but yeah. Virgin. You're a virgin. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Do you get do you get it? Because that's his name is FPL Virgin. Yeah, I got it. I I figured that's what you were going at. I yeah. So do you need me to rewind the joke though? So you get no, the that's thing? fine. I got it. I got it. Okay. All right. Well, it's hard for you to keep up sometimes, but he's asking about the, you know what can we can we learn from fourteen fifteen to prepare for the madness of eighteen to twenty one. Autumn is over and PSLs are no more. Does Jake have a favorite Christmas themed Starbucks coffee? Okay. So two questions there. First one. Uh, Jake, do you have a favorite Christmas themed Starbucks coffee? We haven't talked much about PSLs because they're gone. So, yeah, Ooh. let let me think about it. Let's answer the the FPL question first. Okay, so the madness of fourteen fifteen uh, eighteen to twenty one is going to be wild again. We've got a uh, weekend midweek weekend coming up. Um, I mean, I guess. I don't know if there's much advice that we can really provide. We talked a little bit about the, at the top of the pod about maybe that these are weeks that you can be a little bit more aggressive, uh, possibly taking some hits to try to get some guys in. Um, you know, my conservative nature makes me think the opposite, where I say like, oh my gosh, I have no idea who's going to start, so I'm not going to take hits. But, you know, if you have the balls like Stephen Toomey does, then maybe you just go for those things. Obviously, the other part of that then is just, is having those bench players. Um, you know, I'm trying to upgrade players on my bench so that uh, I don't have like a 4.5 midfielder that gets me one point every week. 
or even Kamara, who did spectacular for me this week. But if he if we had not seen a new manager come in, that would not be the case, right? He's just getting another shot because of Claudio Ranieri uh, coming in. So, Jake, do you have any advice for 18 to 21? Yeah, I think same advice for the most part. Keep your team balanced. But I, I am looking, like again, and we've talked about this in the weeks past, my goal is to have Manchester City midfield coverage, maybe even three. I don't, I don't, Aguero is a tough one, but I think if you can somehow manage to get Kane on your team or Obama man, or just like you've said, you know, Jimenez, Wilson, Mitro, or, a, you know, a combination of another forward that you think is decent. And then just go with guys that like, if they're not going to play, like if Sterling's not going to play, you know, Sané is going to play, um, and then have a couple other for sure starting midfields. Like, I know you're going to hate me for saying this, but Madison again scores a goal and he plays very consistently for Leicester. So I hate you. That's that's the team I that I'm looking you. to build. That's the team. Yeah. Hatred or not. Imagine imagine the scene in episode three of Star Wars where yeah. Obi-Wan has cut the arms off of Anakin and his legs and Anakin's laying on the bed of right before he's falling into the lava and he's burning and he's and he yells at Obi-Wan. He yells, I hate you. That's yeah. how I feel right now. But that's kind of where oh, yeah. we're at. Like I, you have the high ground and I'm looking to, you know, somehow advance. <laughs> no, it's, the, it's the other way around. <laughs> that's You can't win, Anakin. I have the high ground. That's what he says. You, yeah, I, know, I know. I'm Anakin but, in this case. All right, fine. You're the Anakin, but yet your FPL team is much better. So I feel like whatever. But we'll go from there. Did his dick get cut off when he cut when he sliced him? No, I think just his hands. No, just but he cut hand? his arms and his his lower legs. body off. Does he legs? Yeah, legs, so, but not his dick. But he still had his dick. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Darth Vader has a robo dick. I guess we don't know for sure, but I feel like anatomically he probably still has his dick. Okay. Can you imagine, though, if you could get a robo-dick? I have a feeling if you would trade if you could. No, I don't think so. Hmm. Okay. Oh, favorite Starbucks oh. drink. I, I got it. Peppermint mocha, by the way. Yeah. Peppermint mocha? Yep. Is that is that pretty good? I've never had one of those because yeah, I'm a well, man and I drink black coffee. You'll have to. to. To be fair, I drink black coffee as well, but, I mean, sometimes you just got to splurge, so... Yeah, the fact that you're saying sometimes you just got to splurge proves my point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I guess that's all we have for questions there. Um, anything you else you you wanted to talk about um, for this game week? No, I don't think so. So. Oh, I did want to bring up um, good friend of ours, uh, a friend of the pod, FPL Squid. Um, had a pretty fire tweet. If you haven't seen it yet, you got to go find it. It is, um, it's a picture that Arnie took with like um, one of those immobilization, blow up immobilization braces. Have you ever seen those? Uh, I think I know what you're saying, but I'll have to look for it. it, It's kind of like a thing that straps over your entire leg and then it blows up. So it keeps the the muscles from contracting, right? Yeah, yeah. Like when they, when there's like a skier that crashes or whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Sure, Jake. That's what it is. Um, so, so he has this has this brace on, and our buddy FPL Squid noticed that 
he had actually drawn uh, so so the logo i gotta rewind the logo for the the brand of the brace is like a pig okay so there's a little pig in the middle of the brace and he had drawn arnie had drawn a little stick figure of a dude fucking the pig <laughs> dude this is why i want arnie on my team but i can't have him anymore <laughs> he's just it's he, just yeah it's uh, it's hilarious because arnie posted the picture on his instagram but like you never would have noticed it no nobody would have noticed it unless our uh, except for our friend uh fpl yeah. squid who 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 like really notices weird things in the world but but tweeted it out at ben dinnery uh the famous um injury reporter for the fpl community and ben found it quite funny (laughs) good job by fpl squid that's all i have to say yeah it's hilarious if you haven't seen it yet it's on our uh it's on our page ben dinnery retweeted it i think as well so i definitely look at it and get a get a good laugh over that one um I know that it's pretty early here. Have you thought about your captain picks for this next week or not really? Well, that's that's the tricky thing is Man City goes at Chelsea, but Chelsea look pretty bad right now. So um, if I don't, I think I'm going to try to bring in Kane. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit, but I'm going to try to bring in Kane and captain him most likely. But if not, I'll go with Sterling. So Yeah, I think Sterling's a good pick. Um you know, I do I do have Salah. I think that he'll play. You know, he's likely to probably get pull, pulled off against Bournemouth. I, I don't know. Uh, but that could be a decent captain as well. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, so plans for the week, we've kind of both already talked about them. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about probably holding for this week and then moving either Hazard or Salah. And you're thinking about possibly making kind of an aggressive move towards Kane here. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe taking a minus four. Um, the question for me is if I can do it with getting rid of Hazard instead of Salah, because I'd rather keep Salah away at Bournemouth than Hazard uh, at home against Man City. Um, yeah. But I honestly don't really care which one of them leaves my team, in all honesty. So it may be like Salah out for Sané and then get rid of Duffy I'm thinking maybe Lovren with the news that Gomez is injured um because Lovren seems like he'll be more consistently starting on that team and I can just get clean sheet points from him and then bringing in Kuhn so or excuse me Kane Kane wow so yeah yeah okay um I guess that's it well where can people follow us Jake uh they can follow us on uh, Twitter at DiveFPL, Instagram, The Art of the Dive, online at DiveFPL.com, and on Facebook. Yeah, so people should remember, um, we're looking for some we're looking for some airing of grievances. So on Twitter yep. at DiveFPL or um, at DiveFPL.com, you can, um, you can send us a message on there. Uh, or we're looking for some Biceps 11 players, so one of the two. Um, you can download our pod on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, Player FM, Pocket Cast app. Um, you know, subscribe, write us a review, please, if you can, um, and make sure you follow us on some of those outlets or, uh, on SoundCloud as well, so that we can keep track of all the people uh, who listen to the pod. Jake, you have anything else to add before we wrap it up? No, I think that's it. I think we should definitely wrap this up. Keep it, keep it quick. Yeah. The last couple have been kind of long. All right. We're out of here. I'm Marco. And I'm Jake. And remember, you should die. <laughs>